It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you. September 12th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us today. You pointed this out to me, Brenda, and I'm looking across the sky. A hot air balloon. Isn't that lovely? It's beautiful. Wouldn't it be lovely to be able to commute to and from your home on a hot air balloon? That would be nice. <laughs> might take a while. But, it might uh, take a little while, and the winds may not always go in your direction, yeah. but nonetheless, to get that bird's eye view of the world. I had a buddy one time who tell me who told me he went up in a hot air balloon, and it was really interesting because how you dictated the direction of the balloon was what elevation you went to because the winds were blowing in different directions at different elevations. So if you went up this high, it was going to go to the west. If you went up this high, to the north, and so on and so forth. So by adjusting the elevation on the hot air balloon is how you moved it around the sky and what direction you wanted to go in, which I found I never knew that. Kind of fascinating. Uh, that is fascinating. Yeah. I'm surprised that there is not some kind of a propeller system or something that if there's an emergency, it'll get you uh, around in a little bit different yeah. direction. I think I've seen too many like TikTok videos or <laughs> stuff of like, uh, you know, hot air balloons crashing into trees yeah, and yeah. in the road and on lines. And I don't know if I want to go in a hot uh, air balloon. Yeah, it would be rather. Uh, yeah, you have to have the right temperament, I guess, if you're going to go up. But I suppose so. Looking across the sky today it's a beautiful sky so you can see the balloons and you have to have the right i think conditions to be able to take the balloon up sure it looks nice today i don't see hardly any breeze blowing at all at least at the lower levels but it may be up higher so anyway yeah i'm glad i don't know if i would have saw that if you hadn't pointed that out to me yeah they're they're far in the horizon for sure Kind of over by uh, south, maybe like Tiger to Walleton, that area, looking that way. So anyway, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. I got to tell you, I had a little bit of a tent drive home, though, because uh, my guitar tells me how many miles I have left before I technically maybe have an empty tank. (laughs) I was pushing it a little bit, this go around. And so when I got across the river, I got down, I've never seen it this low, five miles, it said. Mm. Fill up now. I have five miles left, so I pulled into a Fred Myers. I've been on a quest, David, to see what the maximum number of miles I could get out of one tank of gas. Okay. And I started, this is my unofficial scientific research that Mm -hmm. I have been conducting. So for the last fill-up, so I went to the gas station, I filled it up all the way, set it to zero, and then I started out. Now it's been... Oh, maybe it's actually been a pretty long time, over a week and a half, getting close to two weeks since my last fill-up. Right. I did a couple of things. I have been only driving the speed limit. I've been pulling over into the slow lane. Well, good for you for obeying the law. And I have not been punching the gas at a stoplight to get going again. I've just kind of been easing up. And then in traffic coming home, I've just decided that I don't need to ride the person's bumper in front of me to keep (laughs) other people from cutting over. Right. Because that always bothers me. I I hear you. Those three little things got me almost 50 miles on this tank of gas alone. 
50 more miles? 50 more miles. Okay. I usually have to fill up around 420 miles. That's how many one tank will get me, about 420 miles. This time I got 488. But like I said, I was was pushing it a little bit too. Gas is really expensive right now. Well, you know, that's good that you, you know, didn't run out of gas. I will tell you something a mechanic told us a long time ago. And if there are any auto mechanics out there, you might be able to confirm this or not. But he told us you should never run your car down to below only a quarter tank left. Really? Why is that? Because it gets down into where maybe the fuel isn't great or there's water in the fuel tank and you're pushing bad stuff into your engine. And so you always want to keep your tank above more than really? a quarter tank. Yes. So again, that's just you. We could probably look that up online, and if it verifies that, but yes, it's better for your engine not to take it down to below a quarter. Now, sometimes you can't help it because of circumstances, but that so is, that's the a, entire life of my car lives yeah. between a quarter and yeah. zero. Yeah, that's a that's a rule <laughs> we live by. Okay, if we ever get to, whenever we get to a quarter tank, we go to the fuel station and okay. uh, put fuel in. So now again, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what we were told a long time okay, ago. Okay, so now I'm going to try that and see if that makes a difference too. <laughs> okay. I don't know. So anyway, well, I'm glad you didn't run out of gas. I did not, yes. but I was kind of feeling a little bit nervous because we're creatures of habit. I want to sure. go to my regular Costco yeah. lineup that's about a mile from my home, but I just didn't quite make it this time. I, right. I could have yeah. because it turns out when I looked it up, I put in a 17 gallons and I have a 19 gallon tank. Okay. According to my specs. So right. I think that they do that specifically yeah. so you don't run out of gas. <laughs> I think they do. I, right. I don't want to push it that far, though. Well, good good to hear. So uh, what do you have coming up today? Uh, well, another natural disaster. Pope Francis is praying for victims, this time in Libya, where thousands are dead, 10,000 more still missing from extreme flooding mm, that's I going on. That. Right. Okay. And uh, news on the COVID vaccine <gasps> front as well. Okay. All right. There you go. We've got a great show ahead for you. We're going to start today with Matt Marr because he lives. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I believe in the sun I believe in the risen one I believe I overcome By the power of His blood Amen
Because he lives. It is 710 at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend on this Tuesday. Thank you for joining us. So this quick Google search yes. says, generally speaking, you should never let your fuel tank fall below quarter tank of gas. Letting fuel levels fall below that level increases chance of breakdown, plus it's bad for your fuel pump. Okay. So there you go. I'm going to remember that now. So that's just, again, that's a quick Google search. I'm (laughs) sure there's uh, other experts out there that uh, have uh, their knowledge of that. But anyway, I just wanted wanted to help you with your mechanic this morning. Thank you very much. You're you're very welcome. Uh, What do we have coming up? First interview. Well, Evergreen School District went back to school yesterday. Your kid back in class. That's right. Turns out up on the Bluff University, Portland, they're back in school too. We're going to check in. All right. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. Matre Radio congratulates the Grotto on 100 years of peace, prayer, and natural beauty. Experience the centennial celebration for the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto. This historic year kicks off with an outdoor mass in the plaza at noon on Sunday, September 17th with Servite Prior Provincial Eugene Smith as celebrant. Exceptional events will fill the centennial, including uplifting concerts, insightful presentations, 
liturgical remembrances, new exhibits, and the largest Christmas festival of lights ever. Keep up with everything happening throughout this incredible year on the community calendar at MontredayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app, or visit thegrotto.org. It's been 100 years in the making. Celebrate a century of peace, prayer, and natural beauty at the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto, with Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 713 right here at Mater Day Radio. More mild weather ahead. You're right, David. Looking out the window, there is not a breath of wind in these trees. They are not moving at all. Good day for a ride in a hot air balloon, it so. looks like. Well, today there is a mix of sun and clouds. Going to keep high temperatures right around 76 degrees. Then overnight, we cool down to the upper 50s. Tomorrow, a little more sunshine. Temperatures will take up a couple of more degrees. Then Thursday, 10 degrees jump. Wow. It's going to get real warm and 90 by the time we head into the weekend. So, again, summer's not over yet. Not just yet. 59 degrees at St. John Fisher Church in Portland. And it is 54 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. Well, after a restful summer, students are back at the University of Portland as they embark on another school year. Fall term is underway, and amongst the excitement of it all is a one-time student himself on the bluff. I'm talking about the UP's Director of Public Affairs, Dan Christofferson, who joins us this morning. Dan, once a pilot, always a pilot, correct? Oh, that is so true, and thanks for having me on, and this is just the best time of the year, and it does take me back. I mean, it, and now it's quite a ways back, but it makes <laughs> me think about when I was a new pilot on campus and trying to navigate my way around the beautiful bluff, and uh, and and can you, I, I can't believe this, I'll say this, Yeah, we just welcomed the class of 2027. Wow. I mean, is that weird or what? 2027. I know. That's Where'd amazing. Where'd the time go, David? No Where'd kidding. Where'd the time go? Oh, I'll tell you what, Dan. I think about that every day when, when, <laughs> when you say that. So were you in a dorm at UAP? Yes, I was in a dorm. We have a dorm called Villa Maria. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was a women's dorm for all the for many, many years. And then the, actually, I was one of the first men who was able to go into that dorm when we, when we switched things around in the 80s. So yeah. I was one of the very first you know, uh, members of the Villa, the Villa Gorillas, I right. guess they call yeah. them over the years. <laughs> Don't they have the big gorilla they put out during yes. uh, the, the first week there? Yeah, and it's funny because we had we had our traditional move-in day last Thursday where the new students and their families were moving in with all their suitcases and everything. And the, they have a big blow-up gorilla there, and, and we had several uh, local TV stations come out just to talk to students about starting the new year. And all of them got that shot in there. How could you miss it? It's this huge, you know, 50-foot, you know, gorilla out in front of that dorm. So that's the dorm I, I lived in. Yeah, uh, that that's awesome. And I think then just it's been a few years now, though, but I believe next to the villa there, then they built Corrado Hall, which is a that's newer right. dorm. Yes, Corrado Hall is there. And, and you know, we have uh, quite a few dorms uh, in action, but Corrado is one of them for sure. How did move-in day go? It was great. You know what? I, I, um, I've been back on campus in this role for a few years and it just, you know, I mean, the summer is nice because we do a lot of prep work uh, here on the staff, getting ready for these students. It's all about the students. And, but when we see them back and you just see their faces and, and I got a chance to get around campus and talk with, with parents and families. And we did a video like 
asking for parent advice, you know, and right. so you get your traditional like study hard and meet new people and try new things. And then you had a dad saying, you know, wear your wear your shirts more than once so you don't have to do too much laundry. <laughs> so really good, sound, solid <laughs> there advice. There you go. But but just seeing the students, um, it just you know, I mean, they're they're doing this for their futures. You know, they're they're you know they're making an investment in their futures and they're going to school and, and you can tell they're happy to be back in their community with their friends where they belong, you know, a sense of belonging and definitely uh, with their professors. So it's just, it's just heartening for everybody in the community to see, to see students going back to school. Oh, absolutely. Now I'm trying to think too, uh, U of P president, Dr. Robert Kelly, it was this his second welcoming fall or is this first? Yeah. I know cause he's pretty new. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, became our first lay president back in uh, July of 22. So last summer. So yes, he had last year as his first, he has a president's welcome. And then he did that again for the second time uh, last week, talking about, you know, telling students to, you know, to get ready to start this great adventure and that we're all here for them. And it's going to be a a great experience. So he's here for year number two. Uh, It's interesting because over the summer, uh, we have a president's house. And of course, we've had priests in the president's role for a hundred plus years. Right. This is the first family. So we have our first family that moved into the president's house. So, so Dr. Kelly and his wife and two children are living here on campus right there in the heart of it all. And so he's really, he's here and he's, he's among us and it's great. Mm, that is wonderful. Dan Christofferson, he is the director of public affairs for the university of Portland. They're often running on a fall term move in day was last week. And so they're, they're in full speed ahead right now. Hey, I saw this. Thank you for the news release. This is pretty cool. UAP's inclusion in the Princeton review. That is awesome. Yeah, it is. It's the first time for us. So we've got, you know, we, um, we were rated the number one uh, university in the Western region by U S news and world report. Uh, so that was a big feather in our cap last year. And then the Princeton Review uh, put us in their top 389 universities. So, you know, it's just, you know, I mean, we know what, what it's like here on campus and what we do, but it's nice to be recognized around the country. And we want to get the word out, not only to this local community of students and prospective students, but also students around the, around the world, because we are a very diverse campus. We bring students in from all states and around the country and then around the globe, too. So, um it can only help, and, and we're really happy to have that uh, that honor. Yeah, I'm looking on the uh, University of Portland website, and one of the numbers, you have some facts and figures there, and one of the numbers that jumps out to me is the student-to-faculty ratio, 11 mm-hmm. to 1. That is mm-hmm. that is very impressive, and you talk about an opportunity to good education. Yeah, it is, and I've heard a few students say that as they've come back, um, telling the new students and talking to them about how your professors are going to know you and, and they're going to know you by name. And I, I've heard a few people say that, that it's, it's great to know your professors. They know, you know, and some professors have told me, um, you know, obviously they know their students, but they also can tell when they're struggling. So like with, even without a word, they can look across and say, okay, that student needs a little more time. And so they can pick up on those cues because they're in a small classroom setting together. 11 to one is, is pretty, uh, is, is pretty incredible. So you and I both being sports guys, we can't go without talking a little pilot athletics and both soccer teams looking at a very exciting season this year. Yeah, the men soccer team was picked to win the West Coast Conference. Of course, they made the final eight in the entire nation last year. Right. Um, they're, they're hosting Santa Barbara tonight. If you want to make it over, 
we're going to avoid the raindrops, right? That's and right. Utah Valley on Labor Day, they're, so they're at home, and then and then the women also coming off a playoff run. Um, just won their first home game last night against UC Davis. So there's a lot of excitement about the soccer team. Would love to see people come out. It's, it's As you know, it's a wonderful atmosphere. Well, and I've always said this, too, about going to sports and athletics at University of Portland. There's parking there. It's easy, accessible. It's affordable. And the soccer stadium, the college soccer stadium, one of the best in the country, really. Yeah, it is. A, it's an idyllic campus, an idyllic setting. And just go to PortlandPilots.com. You can check the schedules, and we'd love to see you out here, all, all our local community. And don't forget, David, too, and I don't know if you're going to be able to make it over, but the Rip City Remix is coming to campus. That's right. In yeah. November. That's so right. the Blazers' brand-new G League team is going to be playing their home games here at the Child Center at University of Portland. So, yes, yes, by all means, our fall sports teams are ready for you to come visit, but also we're going to have the Remix, uh, the Blazers' minor league uh you know, future future players right here on campus. So it's an exciting time. Yeah. There's a lot of buzz going on. No doubt about it. Dan Christofferson, Director of Public Affairs at the University of Portland, as they get started with another school year. Dan, always great to talk with you. Thanks for joining us this morning, and have a great school year. All right, yeah, and go class of 27. <laughs> nice. It is 722 here at Mater Day Radio. Head over to our webpage. You're going to find the community calendar under the Get Involved menu, materdayradio.com. But if you hover over that community calendar, you'll find the Grotto Centennial Link. They are a part of the Portland community for 100 years, mm. and they are celebrating all year long and they have phenomenal events coming up in fact coming up this weekend it is the kickoff to this year of events that mass happening outdoors weather permitting which it looks like it will so find more information there at matradayradio.com again it's under the get involved menu and you can also access many other details and events on the hail mary media app Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with The Mother's Moment. Anyone who's tried to teach a child to read knows how difficult the task can be at times. As mothers, we do our best to prepare them for this experience, but the reality is a lot of time and effort is required to instruct these little souls. St. John Christendom urges us to struggle in the interior life, just like a child at school, learning to read and write. First, the saint reminds us that these little children learn to stroke and progress slowly. If we divide up the virtues into different parts, moving along the path of a virtuous life, one at a time. He says, let us link virtue together and write them on our soul. We have to do all of this in our own home, with our friends, with our wives and our children, and for us, with our husbands. Let us not give up on the interior battle to grow in virtue, much like a child learning to read. The more we put these virtues into practice, the easier it will be to overcome our difficult areas. 
For if we start with a small goal, like not speaking badly of others or lashing out in anger, we can hopefully see progress with the help of Christ. So let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help us to grow in the virtues step by step. Amen. And may we be a light in this world by being a better person. Are you struggling with exhaustion or feel overwhelmed in your daily life? Healthy Living with Yvonne provides practical advice to help take care of body, mind, and soul through the Healthy Living Project, a 90-day wellness coaching experience that utilizes nutrition, exercise, and prayer. To learn more and schedule a discovery call, visit HealthyLivingWithYvonne.com. That's HealthyLivingWithYvonne.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio and the new COVID vaccine just about ready for distribution. We'll have the details in the news. And Pope Francis prays again for victims of natural disaster, this time in Libya, where thousands are dead and 10,000 still missing. I'll have that story for you coming up in news in three minutes. This is Sarah Kroger standing in your light. We are David and Brenda on the morning blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
Sarah Kroger and Standing in Your Light. 7.30 at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this hour, Pope Francis was deeply saddened to learn of the immense loss of life and destruction caused by the flooding in the eastern part of Libya. The Pope assured those affected of his prayers for the souls of the deceased and all who mourn their loss. Now, according to Reuters news agency, Storm Daniel barreled across the Mediterranean into Libya, wiping out about a quarter of the country's eastern city of Derna after dams burst in a storm. Up to 3,000 people are estimated to have been killed and 10,000 are still missing after massive floods. In his telegram, the Holy Father expressed his heartfelt spiritual closeness to the injured, to those who fear for their missing loved ones, and to the emergency personnel providing rescue and relief assistance. Pope Francis invoked divine blessings of consolation, strength, and perseverance upon all affected by this tragedy. Boy, it's been rough because, you know, several days ago there was the big earthquake in Morocco and Last count, there were over 2,500 people who had lost their lives with more missing, too. So, yeah, certainly prayers for everyone there. Well, a new COVID-19 vaccine, one step closer to distribution. On Monday, the Food and Drug Administration gave approval to vaccines produced by Moderna and Pfizer amid rising cases and hospitalizations. Both drug manufacturers have said testing shows that their vaccines are effective against the currently dominant COVID strain in the U.S. The FDA's recommendation now goes to a panel of experts that advises the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. They meet today. So if the CDC signs off on the new vaccines, it could be ready for usage in just a few days. Vaccines are approved for those 12 and older and are authorized under emergency use for those six months and up. A different vaccine made by Novavax is currently under review with the FDA for usage in ages 12 and up, according to a statement from the company. Google will confront a threat to its dominant search engine beginning today when federal regulators launch an attempt to dismantle its internet empire in the biggest U.S. antitrust trial in quarter century. Over the next 10 weeks, federal lawyers and state attorney general will try to prove Google rigged the market in its favor by locking its search engine in as the default choice on computers and devices. U.S. District Judge Amit Mehta likely won't issue a ruling until early next year. If he decides Google broke the law, another trial will decide what steps should be taken to rein in the Mountain View, California-based company. The Justice Department filed its antitrust suit against Google nearly three years ago during the Trump administration, charging that the company has used its Internet search dominance to gain an unfair advantage against competitors. Government lawyers allege that Google protects its franchise by shelling out billions of dollars annually to be the default search engine on the iPhone and web browsers such as Apple's Safari and Mozilla's Firefox. Google counters that it faces a wide range of competition despite commanding about 90% of the Internet search markets. It rivals, Google argues, range from search engines such as Microsoft Bing to websites like Amazon and Yelp, where consumers can post questions about what to buy or where to go. 
I rarely go to Amazon <laughs> search to find questions unless I just want to find a thing. Yeah. Find me this product that I looked up on Google. <laughs> right. So. Well, I, you know, it's interesting, too. It's like a product. It's like, you know, uh, tissue, nose tissue. And you say, mm-hmm. give me a Kleenex. Yeah, and it's not that's it's a, a brand. T- it's a brand. Yeah, and so it's like I just recently I said Let, let's do a Google search. So you know, Google it. Yeah, you Google it. So it's just that's part of the you know it's in there. Well, the red fire ant, one of the world's most invasive species, has been found in Europe for the first time, according to a new study. The imported ant is native to South America, but has spread throughout much of the United States, Mexico, China, and Australia over the past century. Fire ant can be aggressive when disturbed, have a painful sting, and can cause allergic reactions. The ant can also damage crops and local ecosystems. Researchers said they had identified 88 red fire ant nests spread over about a dozen acres near the city of Syracuse, Italy. Now, while red fire ants had been discovered in imported products in Spain, Finland, and the Netherlands, a colony had never been confirmed before this study, according to the authors. It was unclear how or when the fire ants got there, but probably arrived at a transit point, such as a city port. My brother-in-law lives in Georgia, and they are constantly battling fire ants. Are they really? Yeah. yeah they sure are. Mm. Yeah. Little tiny suckers. They yeah. hurt. I've been uh, bit by one before. Have you? They, they, they're just little. Yeah. And you don't, you're don't. you like, ouch. Yeah. But, but, you know, there's a lot of them around sometimes right. in their little mounds. Mm. So it's a constant battle they have to keep them back. Right. Fire Station 151 near the Clark County Fairgrounds has been used only lightly since it was finished about 20 years ago. Now, a new partnership between two fire districts has the station up and running with full-time staff. Clark Cowlitz Fire Rescue and Clark County Fire District 6 began jointly staffing the station full-time this month, with Clark Cowlitz crews there for one-third of the time and Clark County crews on staff the remaining two-thirds of the time. The station sits on the border of the two fire districts. The staffing arrangement provides emergency service coverage around Northwest 179th Street in Ridgefield. Nearby fields are being cleared to make way for new housing developments. And Chief Kristen Maurer with Clark County Fire District 6 said that due to the location of the station, it made sense that both fire districts staff it and the Clark County Fire Marshal's Office and Clark County Sheriff's Office also use the same building. Hmm. Now, if you're heading up I-5, you'll come across the fairgrounds and then you'll head to into Ridgefield. Right. 20 years ago, when we moved in here, you get off at just this empty turnaround and then you had to drive west for a couple miles to get into what is known as Ridgefield. Right. Now, all around that turnoff, it's got development and mm-hmm. then different stores, restaurants just lining the way and housing developments all over the place. Right. It is, is growing. Isn't Ridgefield where the amphitheater is? As sure. Well? Yeah. At Clark County Fairgrounds, yeah, they right. share a parking lot. Yeah, there you go. Well, in sports, Aaron Rodgers' much-anticipated debut as the New York Jets' new quarterback... How'd it go? ...did not go well. (laughs) Last night on Monday Night Football, Mm. Rodgers was knocked out of the game on the team's fourth offensive play. 
While being sacked, Rodgers went to the ground with what is now reported as an Achilles tendon injury. He went to the locker room on a cart, never returned. The Jets were able to regroup with the defense forcing four Buffalo turnovers and sending the game to overtime. New York won it in overtime when rookie Xavier Gibson returned to punt 65 yards for the touchdown. The final 22-16, to 16, that gave the Jets fans a little better feeling. Uh, Rodgers will have an MRI today to assess the extent of the injury. was reading this morning a little bit about it. I don't know if it looks too good. If that is an Achilles tendon tear, he's probably oh. done for the year. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough recovery, not to mention he's 39 years old. And so uh, how your body responds remains to be seen. But, uh, I mean, what what a shame. Oh, so man. this whole offseason, so much publicity was built around him leaving the Green Bay Packers, where he was an MVP, won a Super Bowl, and going to the New York Jets, the long-suffering Jets, hopefully kind of resurrecting the team and seeing where they could go. Hard Knocks, the HBO series, focused on okay. the New York Jets, focused on Aaron Rodgers. All this buildup, uh, even in the game last night at the opening ceremonies, it was Aaron Rodgers running out with the American flag. I mean, it was, and then wow. that happened, and it's just like you could just feel the air come out of the uh, stadium. I'm I'm actually very sad to hear oh, that. Oh, me that too. Just, I, I, you want him to do well. Yeah, I like Aaron Rodgers. He's a good quarterback, and uh, to have that happen. So, I mean, we'll have to wait to see what the tests come out today, but uh, I, I don't know. Sacramentals are powerful sacred signs and an indispensable means of grace. Through them, the liberation from evil and the healing of sickness, including psychological disorders, can occur and conversions may happen. The blessing of person is an example of a sacramental. It is important to understand how sacramentals work in order to receive the graces God wants to pour out on us. To start, sacramentals are similar to sacraments. Thus, they consist of a visible element and produce an an invisible spiritual effect. Sacramentals, though, are different. They are usually instituted by the church and their mode of action is therefore distinct. Even though the intercessory power of the church is also at work in them, the effectiveness of sacramentals depends first and foremost on the moral condition of the person who administers them as well as the person who receives them. In his book, Sacramentals, Their Meaning and Spiritual Use, Father Ralph Weiman provides a good overview of some of the benefits the faithful may receive through blessings. Mm -hmm. And first, he says, the first benefit of blessings is that they can stir the heart towards piety, leading to conversion. Grace may change the heart of a person, causing liberation from egotism and self-centeredness. Conversion means turning to God, who is all in all. How many people today are interiorly blocked? How many say they cannot believe in God? A blessing, when received in the way explained above, may solve such problems. Yeah. I'll talk more about the benefits of a priestly blessing. I like that. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
Well, it may seem warm outside, but winter's just around the corner. And this month and all through October is a winter warmth drive. Catholic Community Services of Lane County is offering that to provide its neighbors in need with hats, scarves, jackets, gloves, blankets, socks, all free of charge ahead of this winter season. All through September, October, Lane County residents can bring their donations of winter clothing to drop off barrels in Eugene, Springfield, and Venita. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. So, Julian Durko, of course, she has the wonderful program here on Materday Radio, your next mission from God. She's going to join us next. What's she going to talk about? The exaltation of the cross. We stay in a couple of days. All right. It's right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. at Mater Dei Radio, partly sunny skies today, high of 76, and a few clouds overnight tonight, low of 59, and then mostly sunny for Wednesday, high of 77. Currently 54 degrees at St. Henry's Catholic Church in Gresham. And 50 degrees at St. Mark's Church in Eugene. In our liturgical calendar, there's several different feasts of the cross, all of which commemorate the cross used in the crucifixion of Jesus. Now, unlike Good Friday, which is dedicated to the Passion of Christ and the crucifixion, these feast days celebrate the cross itself. And coming up on September 14th, it's a feast day of the exaltation of the cross. Joining me today to let us know about how truly incredible it is that we have relics of the true cross of Jesus Christ. Well, I can think of no one better than our good friend, Julianne Durko. Good morning, Julie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, good morning, Brenda. The cross of Christ. You know, we it is the salvation of our humanity that Christ bled on that cross. And it is a powerful relic of Christ himself. There are many who have had the incredible ability to see and venerate a relic of the true cross. That we have this is incredible. And there is one saint that we can thank for that. And that's St. Helena. Tell our listeners about her. 
Well, let's do a little backstory with St. Helena. She's a remarkable woman. So in her younger years, when she was a single mother, because her live-in, she may have been a common-law wife, we're not sure, of Constantius. So he's a tribune then, but he's got military you know, uh, goals, mm-hmm. and he casts her off. So she becomes, because he needs to marry the stepdaughter of the the Augustus of the Western Empire. You know, it's a military move or, or a political move at least. So she suffers that. And then she becomes a Christian when it's illegal. So you had to make the offerings, the sacrifices to the gods. They weren't much, but you had to do that, you know, in certain well, certainly if you were in the military, you had to do it or you couldn't be in it, you'd, you'd be executed. So it was the ebb and flow of Christian persecution. It was that time in certain areas was not as bad as others, but she, she became a Christian during the persecutions, which I think is so interesting. But she raises Constantine and then later he joins his dad and then his dad dies. The dad's political aspirations actually work. The dad dies, he gets sick, he dies. So that's Constantine makes his way politically and then we have the triumph at the Melvian Bridge. You know, anyway, he becomes the emperor and she becomes empress. So she wow. goes from being a born commoner, a kept woman, <laughs> a single mom, an illegal Christian to being the empress. And then her son, they were very close. Mm-hmm. There's evidence that they were very close. One of the evidences is that she's not only empress, he names her Augusta, which gives her a lot of power. Wow. It's not equal to his but it is an Augusta. She is a leader with him. So not equal, but she's got some, the most, she's the most powerful woman in the whole world. What a story, huh? That is an incredible story. And she remained faithful through so many trials. And the story goes is that she sends and goes herself to find the holy relics of Christ in the Holy Land. Now, this is three more than 300 years after the death of Christ. Mm-hmm. And Christ died on a, on a hill where all the crucifixions took place. So there's remnants of all kinds of torture and death on that hill. She has a way to find the true cross. Tell our listeners how she did that. Well, Constantine, when he became the emperor, he declares Christianity legal. Okay, so he makes it legal. And they are the ruling family and they are trying to promote Christianity. He, at this point, it seems historically for political reasons. She, for heart reasons, she Mm -hmm. loves Jesus, right? She's a Christian. And so um, she goes to the Holy Land. Before we get there, let's just talk a little bit about Helena. By this time, she's not a young woman anymore. She's probably about 80 years old. And in the fourth century, 80 years old is not what 80 years old is today, right? We have longer lifespan. So 80 years old in the fourth century was pretty, pretty ancient, actually. And she's going to make this trek. It's going to be at least two years to get there and then a couple of years to come back. And then the time that she spends there excavating and doing the archeological work. So there's a lot to it. Five years minimum turnaround, really. And she's older like this. She's, you know, so I think, wow, if this isn't the case for you, you never retire from being a Christian. Mm -hmm. You never, you may retire from the job that you work, but, but God doesn't want you to retire from being a Christian because eternity is our reward, right? And on her way, she practices all the corporal works of mercy. She wow. frees prisoners. She gives clothing to the na- She She does a lot 
on her way. It's um, documented by a historian named Eusebius. Anyway, so she gets there and you're saying, well, how does she know that this is the cross? Well, first of all, what happened was that a temple to Venus had been built over Golgotha. And it was being torn down. Her son had already ordered the demolition. So it was being torn down. So when she arrives, it's in process. It's in the progress of doing that. Um, And there's Christian graffiti and everything showing that people came from all over the world. That was the known site from from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You can find that graffiti is even being found today. I mean, recent. So it's definitely the site. And so uh, they get down into like a cistern and they find three crosses and they're preserved and there's a certain way that it was closed up that it preserved the wood it was it was the old wood from then she didn't know how to determine she knew she was in the right place she didn't know how to determine which it was so they had a a crippled person and who was very very ill and they had that person touch each cross and the third one healed them so that's how she determined that was the cross. And then, so she dispatches the cross. She dispatches it, uh, to, some of it to Constantinople, which is the center or the, the primacy of the Roman Empire now. Mm-hmm. That was, in, And then she leaves some of it in Jerusalem. And then she takes some of it and other things, obviously, back to Rome. So what happens is, and, and the reason why we don't have a lot of relics is because the um, Crusades used the cross to lead them into battle. Oh, I see. And so at the last crusade, the Muslims get it and they burn it and they destroy it. So that's gone, right? And so what remains, that's from uh, the Jerusalem cross and then also Constantinople. Those were used in battle and they're gone. Uh, so the cross and the remnants and the head pieces of the headboard were taken back to Rome. And... What's interesting, because we've got in Roman history, we've got, you know, Rome is sacked. We've got the fall of Rome. We've got the Vandals, the Huns, blah, blah, all, you know, the whole thing. And in the 1600s, there is a church, Santa Croce. Well, in the front is more modern. I don't know when it was built, but in the very back of it that it's built onto is her original palace. Wow. And so when they were remodeling, they find a hidden compartment and, and a trunk. And these things are in there. Whoa. There's been a lot of archaeological study on the headboard, the, the titulus, and it is just little clues like it's this piece with the, you know, Latin, Greek and Hebrew, little clues like a, a kind of a, a way a letter is said that was only done in that time frame is on the headboard, the piece they have. So okay. that dates it. There's all these different things that it's almost irrefutable. It really is a piece of the headboard and you can go to Santa Croce and see it. And uh, it's just interesting that it was hidden away and kept. And anyway, that's how we have that. And I know that um, today, you know, there's a lot of false relics of the cross, you know, there's to make money or whatever Mm -hmm. like that. So they have to be verified and have paperwork with them that traces it back, whatever. But when they have something that's traced back, uh, one of the best ways to to test it is kind of like St. Helena did, but in an exorcism. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that it's Christ the King. They've got a relic of the true cost that was given to Monsignor Syak. And he said that it has documentation, but that it was actually used 
and it and it's a it's a relic of the, it's, it's a tiny a little thing but yeah mm-hmm. wow incredible so on this feast day coming up on september 14th well now you know the story as to how it is that we have these relics these splinters of the true cross and a true saint and a, a lover of christ in saint helena julie you bring the lives of these saints so alive and so relevant to all of us today saint helena is not somebody just in the past she is a saint for us every single day. Julie, thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure. Thank you. Now, if you want to learn more about the lives of the saints, be sure to tune into Julie's show, Your Next Mission from God, where she breaks open the lives of so many saints and make them relevant for you today. Remember, you can find the podcasts and archives of all of Julie's past show at materdayradio.com. You'll also access them on the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. And speaking of the Hail Mary Media app, do you have it yet? If not, it is free. Just go to our website, all the details there. Through the Hail Mary Media app, you can access our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune into live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio and so much more. It is Mater Day Radio's free Hail Mary Media app. All the details on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 7.57 at Mater Day Radio, and where is Hurricane Lee tracking? We'll tell you in the news. And Cardinal-elect Victor Manuel Fernandez getting ready to take over as the doctrinal office in coming days. He said those who are progressive and traditional groups Yeah, they've got a warning for him. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin Jory with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. For some men, giving their family the best the world can offer is their highest aim. But for Saint Franciscus Cho Kyung Hwan, 
there is no greater gift than the promise of eternal life with Jesus Christ. Born in 1805 in Terracol, South Korea, Franciscus grew up in a well-off, devout Catholic family. Now, Christians in Korea had been undergoing several periods of persecution, and while Franciscus was still young, the government had priests either kicked out of the country or executed. The family was forced to leave their home, and after some legal issues in Seoul, they lost most of their wealth. Eventually, they moved to Mount Surrey, where they became tobacco farmers. Other Christian families came seeking a safe haven, and a small Catholic community developed around them. By this time, Franciscus was married with children. He taught catechism at night in his own home to anyone who wanted to learn, and although he was not formally trained, his spiritual books and love for the Lord made him an excellent teacher. In 1839, his son Thomas was selected by St. Pierre Maubon of the Society of Foreign Missions in Paris to study in Macau to become a priest. However, that same year, state-sponsored persecution of Christians started up again in full force. Franciscus never missed a beat. He managed to collect money to help and support those in prison, aid others who had been left to fend for themselves, and gave Christian burials to those who had been executed for the faith. In his own village, he took it upon himself to collect every religious object and bury them so they couldn't be defiled. Then, on the night of July 31st in 1839, Franciscus and 40 other villagers, including his wife and children, were arrested for the crime of being Christians. They were forced to march on foot to the city of Seoul, where they were ordered to renounce their faith. When Franciscus refused, he was thrown into prison along with his wife and kids. While in prison, he was tortured and beaten routinely for weeks on end. Through the whole time, he continued to pray, teach the catechism, and encourage those around him not to lose faith. His wife, who had to witness the severe beatings, held their children in her arms as one son died of starvation. After weeks of intense beatings, Franciscus felt in himself that he was dying. He told other prisoners that it had been his wish to be beheaded for Christ, but since God had willed for him to die in prison, his will be done. He died the night of September 12th. His wife, who had to watch him die and suffered seeing the death of one of their sons, renounced her faith, but she later reverted to Christianity and eventually was beheaded in 1840. Their son Thomas was ordained a priest in 1849, returning to South Korea as the second native-born priest of his country. He served as a missionary in remote villages, spreading the faith that his parents had died for. It may seem that Franciscus could have done more to save the lives of his own family. It would have been easy for him to justify recanting the faith so that he could continue to provide for them. But St. Franciscus understood that the best thing that he could give his family wasn't money or comfort, but the love of Christ and the peace that passes all understanding. He showed them what heroic faith looked like and that nothing can compare to the joy of knowing Christ in heaven. St. Franciscus Cho Kyung Hwan, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. Cardinal-elect Victor Manuel Fernandez, who is poised to take up his position as the head of the Vatican's chief doctrinal office in the coming days, has signaled an openness to theological debate, saying they help deepen the church's understanding of the gospel. But, he said, true doctrine can only be a light, a guide for our steps, a sure path, and a joy for the heart. The doctrine does not change the gospel will always be the same. Revelation is already settled. In an interview with the National Catholic Register, the 61-year-old Argentine theologian also criticized bishops, both 
progressive and those from traditionalist groups who, he says, think they have a special gift of the Holy Spirit to judge the doctrine of the Holy Father, warning that they're on a road to heresy and schism. Pope Francis on July 1st named Fernandez to succeed Cardinal Louis Ladaria Ferrer, who has been prefect of the dicastery since 2017. And the leader of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church presided over divine liturgy in St. Peter's Basilica on Sunday, where he prayed for peace in the Ukraine war at the tomb of the first pope. Major Archbishop Fyatslav Shevchuk said on September 10th that he wanted to express gratitude to the Pope and Catholics around the world for not abandoning Ukraine and for the fact that we can say to Rome, Ukraine, and the world from the tomb of St. Peter, Ukraine stands, Ukraine is fighting, Ukraine is praying. The liturgy was part of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church's annual Synod of Bishops taking place in Rome September 3rd to the 13th. Last week, Pope Francis met for nearly two hours with the 45 bishops of the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church taking part in the Synod. Hurricane Lee increased in size late Monday in the Atlantic and is still expected to grow significantly this week, according to forecasters who say its growth will help determine the extent of its impact on the U.S. Northeast, Bermuda, and Canada. Lee, a Category 3 hurricane as of this morning, was centered about 575 miles south of Bermuda with maximum winds of 115 miles per hour. While it may weaken slightly today, it could grow in size and speed up after it makes its northward turn in the coming days. Now, the National Hurricane Center reports that it's too soon to know the extent of the impacts Lee might have along the northeast U.S. and Atlantic Canada late this week and this weekend. Regardless of its final track, the storm will send big waves to a growing area of the east coast throughout the week as it tracks northward. This will cause coastal erosion, dangerous surf, and life-threatening rip currents at the beaches. Each year, the Holy Father asks for our prayers for a specific intention each month. We are all invited to answer the Holy Father's request and to join with many people worldwide in praying for his intention each month. The Holy Father has entrusted these intentions in a particular way to the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network, an organization that works to encourage Christians to respond to the Pope's appeal and to deepen their daily prayer. For the month of September, we join in our prayer for people living on the margins, saying, We pray for those people living on the margins of society in inhumane life conditions. May they not be overlooked by institutions and never considered of lesser importance. In a video released this month, the Pope said, a homeless person who dies on the streets will never appear among the top stories of search engines or newscasts. The Holy Father questioned, how could we have reached this level of indifference? The Pope urged the faithful to stop making invisible those who are on the margins of society, whether it's due to poverty, addictions, mental illness, or disability, and instead focus on accepting them, on welcoming all people who need it. Well, how much is a Twinkie worth? How much? How about $5.6 billion? That's an expensive Twinkie. That is an expensive <laughs> Twinkie. Well, maybe not the Twinkie itself, but the maker of Twinkies, Ho-Ho's Cupcakes, and other bakery treats, Hostess, has sold to Smuckers in a multi-billion dollar deal for cash and stock. 
Hostess President and CEO Andy Callahan said yesterday in a prepared statement, we believe this is the right partnership to accelerate growth and create meaningful value of consumers, customers, and shareholders. Twinkies went big when Hostess put them on the shelves in 1930. Wow. How about that? And it followed up with a string of sweet concoctions, including... Ding-dongs, zingers, and <laughs> snowballs. Never a big fan of snowballs. Is it the coconut? It's the coconut. Yeah, okay. just yeah, whatever it is. So in an interview with the Associated Press this year, Callahan talks about how the company managed some of the most well-known brands in America and also how balance was needed as Americans' taste change. So what is your favorite hostess snack? If you okay. had to have one, what are you going to get? I'll say this for sure. It has been, I can't even tell you how long since I have had a Twinkie, but it wasn't all that long ago that I had a powdered sugar donut. Oh, yeah. I love those. They're in the little pack, right? The little pack, sometimes like a little bag or sometimes in like a row of five or something. The small one, not the big Mm -hmm. donut, donut powder, the little teeny tiny one. So, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that I haven't had a hostess snack for a, a, a while. I can tell you how long it's been. But as a kid, my favorite was the Hostess fruit pie. Oh, right. I'd put those in my lunch. I love the berry fruit pie. You know, just nice little nice, nice little, little hand pie that you could eat. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to the cupcake or the Twinkie, but that was what I always enjoyed having in my lunches. I remember too, and I haven't, again, in, in the grocery stores, I just don't recognize it, but the, they always used to have their own little display. Right, their like, own little yeah, rack. Yeah, the cardboard display that yep. had all the different Hostess products in there. I don't know if those still exist anymore, but next time I look at a Twinkie, I'm okay. going to think $5.6 billion. Uh, I'll remember that too. I wonder if Smuckers is going to change up any of the recipes yeah. or if they're going to just be what go. we know, That's just right. a new na- label. Yeah. The American Red Cross is asking for everyone's help as it faces a nationwide blood shortage during the summer months is usually when they see a decline in people donating. That's because people tend to forget to donate during the busy summer season. But the other times of the year, they see a drop is around the holiday. Now the Red Cross is urging people to donate so this shortage doesn't get worse. In order to keep the country's blood supply stocked, it will take 13,000 donations from across the country. The need has been dropping over the last couple of months, according to Don Johnson, communications manager for Red Cross Cascades region. Johnson is urging people to make sure they donate over the next several weeks and to make sure we can help restock the blood supply. Blood donations can only stay on the shelf for 42 days. And Johnson said that they need to have people constantly donate so that the blood is always on the shelf and always available to patients who may need it. Yeah, if you can help. I know the Grotto's done some blood drives. They used to do those pretty regularly. I did check their website this morning. I don't see any coming up. So please look online. It's real easy to find a donation site. Mm -hmm. In sports, the Pac-12 continues to flex its muscles throughout the college football world as it's set to pretty much end uh, next year. But that's uh, reflected in the late Associated Press national rankings. Eight teams are listed in the top 25 poll, including all the Northwest schools. So USC leads the way, ranked fifth. Washington Huskies are next in the eighth position. Utah Utes are 12th, Oregon 13th, Oregon State 16th, Colorado 18th, Washington State 22nd, and UCLA 24th. Wow. That's amazing. 
eight of the 12 teams are in the top 25. So this is the first time in conference history that eight Pac-12 teams have been ranked in the top 25 at the same time. Previous record was six teams. So in other Pac-12 news, a judge has sided with Oregon State and Washington State halting any further meetings of the Pac-12 Board of Directors as the two schools argue they are now the sole remaining members of the conference as the other schools have announced their departure to other conferences after this season. This is very interesting. It's going to be really interesting to yeah. follow. They don't get to vote if they're leaving. That's they right. They lose their vote. And there was they were supposed to meet on Wednesday, and there was thought that they might try to kind of meet and backdoor the dissolving the Pac-12, splitting the money, and Oregon State and Washington State said, uh, time yeah. out here. We're still a member of the Pac-12. So, yeah. And so we'll see where it all goes, but it's pretty interesting. We've talk, been talking throughout the show today about the powerful sacred signs in sacramentals. The blessing of a person, a priest, that's an example of a sacramental. And even though the intercessory power of the church is working in them, the effectiveness of sacramentals depends first and foremost on the moral condition of the person who administers them as well as the person who receives them. We've been talking some about this in his new book by Father Ralph Vyman, Sacramentals, Meaning and Spiritual Use. There are some important things to know about receiving a priestly blessing. A second benefit of the blessing is the remission of venial sins. When a blessing is received with devotion and the right inner disposition, venial sins can be forgiven. For this, one usually makes the sign of the cross as an exterior expression of the interior grace when receiving the blessing. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Tomorrow evening at 6.30, it is Twilight Talks with Dina Marie, Our Lady's Way to Jesus. It's happening at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. Refresh at this Twilight Talk with the theme, Our Lady's Way to Jesus, a perfect mini retreat in the middle of the week. Enjoy fellowship refreshments and inspirational talk by Dina Marie. This is a free event, but donations are accepted. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. So we're going to head to Mount Angel to St. Mary's Church for our homily highlight, which, you know, I think is quite appropriate because you know what starts at the end of this week in Mount Angel. Oh, I do know what's <laughs> yeah. starting. It's Oktoberfest. It's Oktoberfest, so it's right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne-Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart. 
in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. One of the great hallmarks of the Catholic community in the Pacific Northwest is how we pull together in the face of adversity. Unite with Mater Dei Radio, the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, and Archbishop Alexander K. Sample in support of the parishioners of St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem as they recover from the devastating fire that destroyed their sanctuary. My heart really is just filled with emotions. I'm deeply saddened by what has happened to your house. Stand with Archbishop Sample and Mater Dei Radio. Show your solidarity with a gift to the St. Joseph Salem Fire Relief Fund through the Archdiocese of Portland at archdpdx.org. That's archdpdx.org to support St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem with Mater Dei Radio. Here for our community as we lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 815 at Mater Dei Radio. Partly sunny skies today, high of 76 degrees. Few clouds overnight tonight, low of 59. And then mostly sunny for Wednesday, high of 77. Up to 87 and sunny on Thursday. Currently a very mild 53 degrees at St. Mary's of Guadalupe Catholic Church in Ridgefield. And 56 degrees at Mount Angel Abbey and Seminary in Mount Angel. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight from Father Ralph Recker, pastor at beautiful St. Mary's Catholic Church in beautiful Mount Angel, Oregon. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have won over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile, or a tax collector. Amen, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. 
Again, amen, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it will be granted to them by my heavenly Father. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The Gospel of the Lord. So how many of you have selective hearing, or at least know someone who does? I know a lot of people who think their spouses have this impairment. I ask because today's readings are all about hearing and listening, and thereby being saved. If we don't listen, we are lost. And maybe, maybe even if we haven't done anything wrong ourselves. Let's look. In the first reading, God is appointing Ezekiel as the watchman over Israel. Now, he's not the judge. God retains that for himself. But he tells Ezekiel that when he hears God's judgment, he must relay that onto the wicked one thus alerting him of his sin and giving him a chance to convert and change his wicked ways. But listen to this. If you do not speak out, the wicked one shall die for his guilt, but I will hold you responsible for his death. Ouch. It seems that turning a blind eye is not an option here. Now, I don't expect everyone here to start pointing out everyone else's faults. That's already, there's already enough of that going on with Facebook. Remember, Ezekiel was appointed the watchman and was only responsible when he heard God telling him to speak. But in the gospel, Jesus does give us a way to deal with a brother that has wronged us. And it seems like a good method. First, talk to the person one-on-one. -on -one. Maybe they aren't even aware or have a good and defendable reason, or maybe we've misunderstood. But if he doesn't listen, there is the importance of, of hearing what I speak about. Then get one or two others. And if the two or three of you all agree that there is an issue, perhaps the wrongdoer will be persuaded. Even God hears the prayers of two or three gathered together. But if they still don't listen, take it to the church. And if it's important enough, they could be excommunicated. Now, it takes something really important to merit excommunication. But if they still won't listen, treat them as a Gentile or tax collector but continue to pray for their conversion. Of course, ideally, all of this can be avoided if we all truly live, as Paul asked of the Romans, to love one another. In the psalm today, we prayed that if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. And what his voice is saying to us ultimately is to fulfill the law. Follow the commandments, which are all summed up in Jesus' commandment of love. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. 
Love is the fulfillment of the law, and love does no evil, evil to the neighbor. So if we live in love, God will have no evil to alert the watchman to warn anyone about. We will need no witnesses to go before the church because we will do no evil against one another. That is what God is calling us to do. Listen closely. Do not close your ears to God. He is calling us all to love one another as ourselves. Do not select to not listen to God's voice. And remember, he often whispers. And that is today's homily highlight from Father Ralph Recker, pastor at St. Mary's Church down in Mount Angel, Oregon. You can listen to that beautiful homily again. Father Ralph gets right to the point so very quickly, and it's wonderful to listen to. You can find that uh, podcast at materdayradio.com. You'll also access it on the Hail Mary Media app. So you got to mention, too, you know, we're talking about Mount Angel, and the Oktoberfest starts on Thursday. So tomorrow, Monica Boxler going to join us at 710. She's the Marketing and Public Relations Manager for the Oktoberfest. So we're going to talk with her and get you set for just a wonderful event. Looking forward to it. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. CYO Swim and High School Basketball Registration is open. Grade school-age youth can register now to experience the excitement and joy of team competition together with building their endurance and swimming skills. Additionally, high school students can sign up for basketball, and we are hiring basketball officials. Visit our website, cyocamphoward.org, to register or learn more today. You are invited to attend CYO and Camp Howard's annual fundraiser. Champions of Faith on October 17th at the Oregon Convention Center. Come see keynote speaker Laura Tennant, three-time winner of the U.S. Senior Women's Golf Amateur. Your donation will enable all youth to participate, regardless of socioeconomic status, while bringing new program enhancements that meet our kids' needs. Again, that's CYOCampHoward.org. God bless all our amazing volunteers, coaches, camp counselors, and donors who are so critical to the success of our faith-building programs. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. 
Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. Some are morning people. <sighs> Others are not. <laughs> Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 825 at Mater Day Radio with the COVID-19 vaccine. Big meeting today on the vaccine. We'll tell you about it in the news. And Pope Francis prays again for victims of natural disaster, this time in Libya, where thousands are dead. 10,000 more still missing. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. Here is Sean Garrison in the Open Road. You are listening to The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. It's one of those days where I, I need to escape from all the hustle and the bustle of a needless stop and go. From all this cluttered mass of traffic that breeds tension in my soul I need to breathe, so give me an open
Sean Garrison and Open Road. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In your news this hour, Pope Francis was deeply saddened to learn of the immense loss of life and destruction caused by the flooding in the eastern part of Libya. The Pope assured those affected of his prayers for the souls of the deceased and all who mourn their loss. According to Reuters news agency, Storm Daniel barreled across the Mediterranean into Libya, wiping out about a quarter of the country's eastern city of Derna after dams burst in the storm. Up to 3,000 people are estimated to have been killed and 10,000 still missing after massive floods. In his telegram, the Holy Father expressed his heartfelt spiritual closeness to the injured, to those who fear for their missing loved ones, and to the emergency personnel providing rescue and relief assistance. Pope Francis invoked divine blessings of consolation, strength, and perseverance upon all affected by this tragedy. Well, a new COVID-19 vaccine is one step closer to distribution. On Monday, the Food and Drug Administration gave approval to vaccines produced by Moderna and Pfizer amid rising cases and hospitalizations. Both drug manufacturers have said testing shows that their vaccines are effective against the currently dominant COVID strain in the United States. The FDA's recommendation now goes to a panel of experts that advises the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention they meet today. So if the CDC signs off on the new vaccine, it could be ready for usage in just a few days. The vaccines are approved for those 12 and older and are authorized under emergency use for those six months and up. A different vaccine made by Novavax is currently under review with the FDA for use in ages 12 and up, according to a statement from the company. So you could be uh, able to go get your flu and COVID shot at the same time now if uh, everything works out. Google will confront a threat to its dominant search engine beginning today with federal regulators launch an attempt to dismantle the Internet empire in the biggest U.S. antitrust trial in a quarter century. Over the next 10 weeks, federal lawyers and state attorneys general will try to prove Google rigged the market in its favor by locking its search engine in as the default choice on computers and devices. U.S. District Judge Amit Mehta likely won't issue a ruling until early next year. If he decides Google broke the law, another trial will decide what steps should be taken to rein in the Mountain View, California-based company. The Justice Department filed its antitrust lawsuit against Google nearly three years ago during the Trump administration, charging that the company has used its Internet search dominance to gain an unfair advantage against competitors. Government lawyers allege that Google protects its franchise by shelling out billions of dollars annually to be the default search engine on the iPhone and on web browsers such as Apple's Safari and Mozilla's Firefox. Google, however, counters that it faces a wide range of competition despite commanding 90% of the Internet search market. Its rivals, Google argues, range from search engines such as Microsoft Bing, to websites like Amazon and Yelp, where consumers can post questions about what to buy or where to go. Uh, 90% to 10% for everybody else. Yeah, 
That's a big share of the market. It, it is. <laughs> so I was trying to think, and you named them. I was trying to think, what are the other search engines? But you just you, you named them in the story. Bing, but like for general searches? Yeah. Yeah, Bing, I think, might be the only other one I can think. I know there's many others. Yeah. Uh, but you don't go to Amazon to find out, you know, how many, you know, whatever wins right. are, are, are Aaron Rodgers going to get now he has a broken ink, whatever, yeah, right. you know, that kind of thing. You, you just look for products yeah. there. Interesting. All right. Well, the red fire ant, one of the world's most invasive species, has been found in Europe for the first time, according to a new study. The imported ant is native to South America, but has spread throughout much of the United States, Mexico, China, and Australia over the past century. The fire ant can be aggressive when disturbed, have a painful sting, and can cause allergic reactions. The ant can also damage crops and local ecosystems. Researchers said they had identified 88 red fire ant nests spread over about a dozen acres near the city of Syracuse, Italy, while red fire ants had been discovered in imported products, such as in Spain, Finland, and the Netherlands, the colony had never been confirmed before this study, according to the authors. It was unclear how and when the fire ants got there, but probably arrived at a transit point, such as a city port. You said you've been stung or bitten by a fire yeah, ant. Yeah, because they're just little, yeah. and so you don't even notice that they're on you. Red fire ants, because they're, they're just kind of, but they're tiny. Yeah. Little little guys, and uh, yeah, they sting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, and sometimes you don't realize there's a nest because they're in the ground, mm. and uh, so it's, yeah, kind of yucky. I prefer to avoid them. Just avoid them altogether? Yes. Okay, well... Don't go outside if you go to the south. Okay. Fire Station 151 near the Clark County Fairgrounds has been used only lightly since it was finished about 20 years ago. Now, a new partnership between two fire districts has the station up and running with full-time staff. Clark Cowlitz Fire Rescue and Clark County Fire District Number 6 began jointly staffing the station full-time this month, with Clark Cowlitz crews there for one-third of the time and Clark County crews on staff the remaining two-thirds of the time. The station sits on the border of two fire districts, so the staffing arrangement provides emergency service coverage around Northwest 179th Street in Ridgefield. Nearby fields are being cleared already to make way for new housing developments. Chief Kristen Maurer with Clark County Fire District said that due to the location of the station, it makes sense that both fire districts staff it. You said that's just been a really growing area. If there is new housing developments going on in Clark County, it seems like it is all up around the Richfield, Battleground, Richfield right. area. I mean, there is a lot of lot of uh, houses going up. We went and purchased something not too long ago and the address was up there in Ridgefield. I had no idea. Mm. There were so many houses until you get off of I-5 and then you head back into the streets. Thousands of homes. And amazing. Just growth all over the place. Well, in sports, Aaron Rodgers' much-anticipated debut as the New York Jets' new quarterback did not go well. Last night on Monday Night Football, Rodgers was knocked out of the game on his team's fourth play, the oh. offense side of the ball. While being sacked, Rodgers went to the ground with what now is reported as an Achilles tendon injury. 
He went to the locker room on a cart, never returned. Jets were able to regroup with the defense forcing four Buffalo turnovers, sending the game into overtime. And then New York won an OT when rookie Xavier Gibson returned to punt 65 yards for a touchdown. That did it. Final 22-16. to 16. So I was just taking a glance at the news. And What's the update? It maybe is a tear in the Achilles tendon. In the tendon. Achilles. Yeah. So like I said, that's... Again, I did, I just saw a quick headline on it, but typically, if you tear your Achilles tendon, that's a long recovery. Oh my gosh! Doesn't that Achilles hole like your whole calf? Yeah, muscle yeah. Down? Well, I mean it. Yeah, I mean that holds it all together there. But uh, I don't know. You know, I hate to hear. I that. don't want to say he's done for the season until I read more. But if it is an Achilles tendon tear, that could possibly be the case. Sacramentals are powerful sacred signs and an indispensable means of grace through them. The liberation from evil and healing of sickness can occur and conversions may happen. We have been talking about the sacramental of a blessing from a priest and Father Ralph Byman in his book, Sacramentals, Their Meaning and Spiritual Use, talk about some of the benefits that we receive through that blessing. Of course, earlier in the show, it can stir the heart towards piety, we said. A second benefit is the blessing is the remission of venial sins. Thirdly, a blessing can free people from the power of evil. A blessing may lead to deliverance from evil since every blessing contains the sign of Christ's victory, and that is the sign of the cross. Fourth, a blessing can help to preserve and or restore bodily health. And finally, blessings can produce other temporal or spiritual benefits. Through them, a variety of difficulties can be resolved, even things like concentration problems, or most importantly, through the blessing, the person is strengthened spiritually to remain in God's grace and to follow God's path. I, I've told the story before, but I always really appreciated this. So for years, I've worn this St. Michael medal. Yes. St. Michael the Archangel medal. And then one day, this is when our studios were up at the University of Portland, uh, we had a visiting priest come by and he had a devotion to St. Michael. And so he uh-huh. went around He went around the country talking about St. Michael and his devotion to St. Michael, and he blessed the St. Michael medal while he was there. And I always thought, man, that was so awesome to That's have amazing. that. That's amazing. Yeah. So. I, I wear my miraculous medal yeah. every day. Medals are another form of sacramentals. Exactly. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Portland's beloved National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, also known as the Grotto, is celebrating their centennial with a full year of incredible events. Please join in any of these events and celebrate our local treasure of prayer and peace. Now, the centennial kickoff dinner is Saturday, already sold out. So you want to be checking on that regularly. The Centennial Opening Mass is Sunday, September 17th. It'll be outdoors, weather permitting, at noon. It looks like Saturday. Going to be a nice, nice day. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, it's Tuesday. That means it is Tech. Tuesday. Sarah Kenzie going to join us, give us an update on what's coming up in your email. It's right after the forecast. 
Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Greg Thomas sat on the steps outside the abandoned wooden church in Montgomery, Minnesota, and he prayed. He had received a diagnosis of stage 4 neck and head cancer and required intense chemo and radiation. As reported by the Star Tribune, Thomas returned to those steps every day. And finally, an idea struck him. Maybe he could give the church a new coat of paint and fix it up. It was called St. John's Catholic Church and had been built by Czech settlers. As he worked, he started feeling better, noting, It was like as I was rebuilding the church, God was rebuilding me. Thomas's cancer went into remission and St. John's now welcomes worshipers who, like Thomas, are in need of a house of prayer. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Support from Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Summertime is a great time to drive the open road. Unless your old, reliable wheels just aren't up to the task anymore. You know who could use that old car? Mater Day Radio. You can donate most vehicles, cars, trucks, vans, RVs, and boats to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program with the proceeds supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast and in return, getting yourself a likely tax deduction. More information on our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. And it is 8.44 at Mater Day Radio. Well, going to be a nice day today. Partly sunny skies, high of 76. Then partly cloudy overnight tonight, 59 degrees your low. Mostly sunny for Wednesday, 77. Then Thursday and Friday starting to heat up. Thursday, 87. Friday, 90. That's 90. Ooh, that's that's going to be, uh, you know, that's going to be a uh, good weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is going to be a good weekend, especially if you've got something fun to do. I know we do. We talk about that. Currently, it is 60 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. And 63 degrees at LaSalle Catholic Prep in Milwaukee. Well, she is getting ready to enjoy this beautiful weather. Sarah Kenzie has joined us today. She's wearing her drindle. Is that is that how you say it? Yes. Yeah. But I'm not. Not yet. Not quite. Not quite. She's getting it ironed and ready because she's got a big weekend ahead. Sarah Kenzie is our digital media manager here at Mater Day Radio, joining us live in studio today to let us know what's coming to inboxes today and previewing what's become, I guess this would be our second annual trek down to Mount Angel. Well, I guess our our joint, yes, our joint 
trek down to Mount Angel. I've I've been going a little. You've bit You've been longer. going a while. You're right. <laughs> I had never been to Mount Angel's Oktoberfest last year. Was my first one. I did my best to try as much food as I could, but I fell short. Oh. We only had an afternoon. You got a lot in for an afternoon. So I'm going to try to make up for it this time around. Kind of let's talk about what's going to be coming up. We're going to have some highlights on Friday. Yeah, so I'm going to be walking around Oktoberfest with Brenda again this year. We had so much fun last year. And uh, follow along on our social media because you'll be able to see our video and pictures that we take along the way. We're going to especially talk to some of the Catholic organizations because so many of them have booths at the Oktoberfest. um, And that is how they raise a lot of their funds for the year to operate these different parishes, schools, or nonprofits. Uh, so we're going to walk around on Thursday and then Friday morning here on the Morning Blend, uh, you'll be able to hear some of those conversations that uh, we had with folks. And um, I ha- I mean, I just have to encourage everyone, make sure you go to Oktoberfest this weekend. It's my favorite time of the year. Uh, me and my family, my friends always look forward to it. It's uh, just so much fun. And um, yeah, you should all come down to Mount Angel. For some reason, the interviews get crazier as the day rolls on. I don't know why that is. Start start visiting the uh, the uh, gardens. The fest hall. <laughs> now, David, as we are gearing up towards Oktoberfest, you said Monica is going to be joining us on the Morning Blend tomorrow. Yeah, Monica Boxler. Of course, she's the marketing and public relations person for Oktoberfest. So 710 tomorrow morning, she'll be joining us. That's one day before the opening of Oktoberfest. So we'll get, uh, get it right from her as it's go- going to be a wonderful weekend. I can't think of a better person to organize that event because oh, we talked to her last year Monica's and she was wonderful. just yeah. so calm. Let me drive you around in this shop, uh, this golf cart. Golf cart. <laughs> yeah, and uh, show you what's going on. She just like had it under control. That's so awesome. Please tune in throughout the week. Sarah Kenzie joining us today for another Tech Tuesday. Sarah, did I tell you that I became a grandma last month? Yes, you did. (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you're highlighting our last episode of View from the Pew. The good deacon and I talk about the benefits of being grandparents. Yes, I just thought this was such a wonderful episode. Um, We're so happy for for you and Scott and and for um, your daughter and and her little one as well. But I just love this conversation about being grandparents and the importance of being grandparents and some of the unique things um, about being in that position. And uh, it's just such a fun and interesting, but also very powerful conversation that you and Scott have. So uh, I just encourage everyone to listen to that fantastic episode. It's wonderful to enjoy those light moments to just be able to babysit when we can to hold the baby so they can you know take a moment to themselves but we also talk about the the spiritual benefits that grandparents have to pass on to kids and a responsibility i mean we i feel like we do have a responsibility uh towards that so please listen to that episode of view from the pew and David, in the mail last week, I got my letter for Fall Sherathon. Yes, indeed. Be changed. Be changed. What a wonderful theme! And of course, it uh, as we've been talking about, it revolves around the Eucharist. And so, again, we're lining up some wonderful guests for the week, October 9th through the thirteenth. <clears throat> through the thirteenth. So we're talking about just about a month away here. And That's so it. it's coming right up, and uh, we always enjoy Sherathon. It's such a wonderful week. We get to see volunteers who come in. 
to the studios to answer the phone. We get guests who come in to join us on the air. Dina Marie going to be the co-host, uh, or the host will be the co-host, along with Dina Marie uh, for the event. So uh, we're looking forward to it. But Sarah, there's an opportunity to uh, make a pledge right now as well. Yes, yeah, so in today's email, we'll make sure that we share all the information about share And right now is when you can help contribute to our matching fund. And we know that fund that we put together before share actually starts is so important in being able to match funds throughout that week. So um, if you'd like to give a gift now, we really uh, do appreciate that those that give to that matching fund. Uh, so we'll include that in the email. And another thing that just we're doing to kind of prepare for share is to get different people's testimonies. And, you know, we do so much of that in the morning blend interviews, but we also want to hear from from all of you. So if you have been impacted by Mater Day Radio, um, or if you have a story of um, of your encounter with Jesus in the Eucharist, we would love to hear that. So you can just send us an email. Um, it can be it could be a video, it could be a short clip, an audio clip. Uh, you could just type it out. Also, we will be at Rosary Bowl um, down in Salem, which is right before uh, share It's two days before uh, on October 7th, I believe. And, uh, so if you would like to just find us while you're at Rosary Bowl, we would love to take, you know, maybe a quick video, maybe one minute of you just kind of sharing why modern day radio has made an impact in your life. And those are really powerful testimonies, um, that we can share throughout, um, the week of share And so that's an easy way for you to help support us. And also, uh, you know, just go onto our social media. We have uh, posts there already for share but as we get closer, there'll be even more. And another really easy way that doesn't cost you anything is just share those images that you see on our social media. Just help the community be aware of what's going on. It t- just takes a couple seconds. I like to think we're on our phones all the time. We're on social media. We can take a couple seconds to just share that image and encourage people to participate in the share So uh, we're very excited. Like like you said, David, it's just a wonderful week. I, I always have a lot of work to do, but I'm always very excited <laughs> for this week. It's just so joyful. So you, uh, Yeah, yes. you know, you were talking about testimonies. It's remarkable on some of the things that we hear mm-hmm. about how Mater Day Radio has affected people's lives. And y- you never know what you're going to hear and what what has the impact it's had on people. And, and we even have priests who join us now whose vocation started by listening to That's Mater right. Day Radio. It's, I mean, it's just amazing. It's a, it's a miracle. Yes, it is. And, and I think that we so often don't get to hear those testimonies. And I think it's important for all of us here that are working here, but all of you that are part of this community. I mean, our radio station wouldn't be here without you. And we want you to hear those stories. We want others to hear how their gift has really made an impact in someone's lives. And then lastly, we just have a few seconds left. We also want to point out that in today's email will also be the podcast of the interview, Father Jeff Newson, when he joined the morning blend last week, talking about the fire that Mm, affected St. Joseph's. That's right. We'll include that link so you can listen to that conversation. So, Sarah, thanks so much for joining us. We got a lot of work to do before share comes, and we hope that all of our listeners enjoy today's preview and open up today's email. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. 
Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Please join Modern Day Radio and the Archdiocese of Portland Office of Vocations as we unite in prayer with all young men and women to know their vocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you have created me to know, love, and serve you. I know there are many ways in life to fulfill this calling, but of them all there is one way, especially for me, by which I will become a saint. Help me to desire what you desire for me, and I pray that you send the Holy Spirit into my mind, heart, and soul, so that I will have the courage to follow you in all things. Mary, my mother, help me to say yes to God's will as you did. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, help me to love as you love. If it is your will that I am called to serve you as a priest or consecrated person, give me the grace and strength to follow you with joy to the end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mater Dei Radio has broadcast the consecration of the Blessed Sacrament every day for more than 33 years. Your generosity has made this remarkable legacy of faith possible. Together, we can help even more souls find healing and renewal through Christ's precious gift of the Holy Eucharist. Join this vital mission and be changed as we celebrate the transformational power of the Eucharist during Mater Dei Radio's 2023 Fall share October 9th through 13th. Become a major part of this week of transformation by helping us build a robust matching fund. Your support now will have a deep impact on Mater Dei Radio's success in October by providing strong encouragement for our share listeners to match your giving. Learn more and make your matching gift now at materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And be changed during our 2023 Fall share at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus and the Holy Eucharist through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. Well, we're going to have partly sunny skies today. High of 76 degrees. Then a few more clouds overnight tonight. Low of 59. Mostly sunny for Wednesday, 77 Thursday, 87, Friday, 90. So, uh, yeah, heat's coming back here in a couple of days. It is currently 63 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Dupree. Can you feel it? We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Coming to another season. There's gotta be a reason for everything, everything Looking so me up ahead, yeah Coming at you and you can't help Questioning everything Running right through your bones It's taking complete control You know it now, change gon' come You know it now, change gon' come It's chasing you everywhere Can't be thinking of nothing else You know it now, change gon' come Change 
That is Dupree and Can You Feel It? It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. That's going to wrap it up for the Morning Blend on this Tuesday. David and Brenda with you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Hope everyone has a wonderful day. Ever since I did the story on the uh, Hostess products. You've been thinking I'm about ding-dongs? Been, uh, Twinkies. Uh, Twinkies. Twinkies. <laughs> the $5.6 billion Twinkies. That's it. That's an expensive Twinkie. It is an expensive one. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. we got a new episode of Voice of the Shepherd coming on this evening at 7.30 with host Dina Marie and our Archbishop Alexander Sample. You can also catch it on the Hail Mary Media app this afternoon. Have a very blessed day.